Hey Rob, this is Lala. I know that, you know, these podcasts are to pay homage to artists, but I got to start off by saying I had no idea who Jeffrey Osborne was. I actually had to Google him. So when I Googled him, I seen familiar song names, like I guess by the group LTD. And I see that he's been in the game for five decades. Uh, One of my favorite songs I don't even know if this is a song he wrote or if he was a part of the group. I didn't get to do much research because I'm in the middle of working and doing my daughter's hair and cooking. But um, the love ballad, I love that song. And I know a couple of different people have sung their own versions of that song. But I just wanted to send a voice note in to say I don't know too much. I'm showing my age right now. But I am looking forward to the podcast because I know you're going to drop them three E's and enjoy your day and as always thank you for having me welcome everybody to the latest edition of the legends of sports and music this is your host the OGRS, the original great rob silver and today we are talking about one of the most underappreciated one of the most unsung and one of the most underrated singers in the history of music. Never mind soul music. Never mind R&B music. Never mind popular music. Music, period. And that is the greatest singer to ever come out of the state of Rhode Island. The greatest singer ever to come out of the city of Providence. The God, Jeffrey Osborne. Today we'll be looking at his time with LTD, and we will be looking at his solo career. So we'll be looking at basically the years 1976 to 1990. Shout out to Lala. I had to put her up first with the voice note because she admitted to not knowing a lot about Jeffrey Osborne until she saw that I was going to do a show on her. So she went and she realized that she loved the song Love Ballad. And she's heard it from a, a, a few versions. We'll talk more about that song later on. It'll be the next song we discuss. After you hear my brother JR's incredible, incredible statement on that song. But one thing she said that I needed to start the podcast off. She said she was going to sit back and listen. And while I... Bless her with the three E's. And the three E's, ladies and gentlemen, that I try each and every week on this podcast to do, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a singer, whether it's a legendary, iconic album. My job is to educate, entertain, and enlighten the listeners out there. How do I entertain? Well, you'll hear it later on. But educate and enlighten. Jeffrey Osborne and uh, Brother Tevin later on will bring up this fact, and I'm going to piggyback on it real quick. You'll hear his voice later on, which is phenomenal. But I want to bring this up right now. He mentioned that Jeffrey, like Teddy Pendergrass, were both drummers, percussionists, before they became the lead singers of their groups. And I also was going to put the legendary Phil Collins when he was with Genesis. Those three singers, Phil Collins, 
Teddy Pendergrass and Jeffrey Jeffrey Osborne were drummers in their groups before there was a vacancy for the lead singer in their groups, and they stepped up and they made that group their own. I know Peter Gabriel was the lead singer of Genesis. Phil Collins more than ably took his position and took it to another level. Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes and LTD had no hits before Teddy took over Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes and Jeffrey took over LTD as their lead singers. The first song you hear you heard, Back in Love Again. An incredible song. And that's probably the, the, the word I use the most on this podcast is incredible. Because these are all incredible artists that we're talking about. First time I heard this song was in 1977. I was eight going on nine when I first heard this song on the radio. And I'm like, I was taken aback by Jeffrey's voice. I'm listening on the radio and I'm like, Mom, Pop. Who's that? And my mother explained to me the group was was known as LTD. But even though my mother was a huge music fan, huge soul music fan throughout her entire lifetime, she didn't know who the lead singer of LTD was until later that year when they appeared on Soul Train and sang that song. And Don Cornelius, Don Cornelius, as he always did, as the host of Soul Train, would have each member of the band or the group introduce themselves, tell each other their names. You don't do, you don't see that today. And the lead singer was Jeffrey Osborne, and my mother's like, "Oh, his name is Jeffrey. He's such a beautiful singer." And my mother always had a thing for guys that could sing. She loved Jeffrey Osborne. I think her favorite back then was Lionel Richie. She was madly in love with Lionel Richie. And she loved it. She she looked at Jeffrey. She's like, oh, he's such a good looking man. My father's sitting there like, oh, he all right. <laughs> this song, every time I'm back in love, back in Back, back. I love this song. I love this song. I love the chorus. And you hear Jeffrey's powerful baritone. Kill it. I get mixed emotions. It's the way my feelings flow. Excuse me. I'm only human. Which years later will be a callback. I'm only human, right? We start this podcast with every time I'm back in love, back in love again, one of the words in the song is I'm Only Human. His last big hit was I'm Only Human that was released in 1990, which will be the last song we talk about on this podcast. Uh, once again, a singer that I introduce who's foretelling the future with their own lyrics, singing in a song. Jeffrey Osborne and his brother were both members of LTD, and they both came from a musical family. Jeffrey's father was a jazz musician 
who died very young. Jeffrey was only 13 when his father died. Um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, as I've said many times on this podcast, many legendary artists, even MCs, grew up in a musically inclined family. They inherited their musical gifts from their mother, their father. Like I mentioned on the Prince on the Prince podcast, Prince's father was a jazz musician. Prince's mother was a singer. In a couple of months, I'll be doing a tribute podcast on Rakim. Everybody in his family was involved in music. You're born into it. And of course, Michael Jackson. All his brothers and his father into music. And so was Jeffrey Osborne. His father died way too young. Jeffrey was only 13 when his father died. Which which was really uh, heartbreaking. But then we saw that. We see that in many of the artists that I have talked about. Where they lost a parent, whether a mother or a father, young. Teddy Pendergrass's father died when he was young. Maxwell's father died. I believe Maxwell was only three years old when his father died in a plane crash. I discuss, I discuss, I always discuss that on the shows. Clarence Legs Osborne was a trumpeteer who recorded with Lionel Hampton, Count Basie, and Duke Ellington. Talk about a who's who of jazz musicians. You know you a bad motherfucker if you're playing with the Duke, the Count, and Lionel. Because only the best can play with the best. Now, we're going to hear from my brother JR talk about the greatness of Love Ballad, and I've got a lot to say about this song on the other side. What's going on, everybody? This is JR from the R&B Representatives, and I am so excited to be back. And Rob keep asking me back, and he keep asking me back to talk, so I'm going to keep running my mouth about music, and especially soul music, so this is everything to me. So I definitely appreciate him as usual. I tell him that all the time. But um, he asked me to come on and talk about my favorite love song of all time, and I'm talking about Love Ballad from LTD. Let me tell you something, Jeffrey Osborne, that man got on this song and sung for his complete entire life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just this is a love song for me that it, another love song is not going to top it for me. This is how much I love this record. Like he is singing and you feel him. It's just the feeling of it all is what you feel. And it's crazy because this song was about love. But when he recorded it, he wasn't thinking about love <laughs> because um, he actually was angry. He was mad because, you know, uh, normally the musicians would normally come in late. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, 12 in the morning. And he like, all right, well, they're going to be in sometime. Well, they didn't get into three that that session and the song was there and Jeffrey was ready to do the song and he like come on we need to do this song and him and the musicians got into an argument and all this happened so they was like here take the sheet music and go in and sing it 
and he sung it. And the one take that he did is the one take that we're hearing to this day. That is crazy. So to think that this song is about love and it's the feeling of love and all that, he wasn't singing it from a lovely place. He was singing it because he was angry. So he took all his anger out on this song, but we still got the feeling of love. You know what I mean? And 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 I mean, I don't think shoot, if he was in love, I don't think he would have did his great on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just goes to show you, you might have thought that somebody sung a song was so in bliss and in love and all that, and they wasn't. It kind of reminds you of when Cisco did in my bed. He didn't like the song at all. And he took all his aggression out on the song and we got a great vocal from him. And that's what Jeffrey Osborne did with this. Like, like what we have is much more than they could see. That line right there, you would like that line right there is telling like, look, our love is so deep. The world can't even see how deep it is. They just see the love that we have, but they don't know how deep it is. And that's the type of love I want. A love like that, where we know how deep it is, and the world is just seeing it from the outside. I'm like, oh, they look so happy. They're in love. But we know how deep it is. And that's why I love that he kept saying it and saying it in the song. And it just, it just hits home for me. And anytime that I, you know want to feel a little corny and want to kind of sing along to a song, I always start with LTD's Love Ballad because this is the type of love that I want. And the episode that Elisa and I did on Love Ballad, our good, good friend, Lauren, picked this song and she talked about this being her and her husband's song. And it was such an emotional episode. We was in there tearing up and crying and all that because love is real. And when you have it and you see other people have it and what it means to them, and it's just an emotional thing. And I think this song does that. So I appreciate Rob once again, having me talk about this song. Um, definitely. If you guys want to check it out, check out the R&B representatives on YouTube. We did this, uh, this song, Love Ballad. Uh, we talked about it with Lauren, and it was such an, a, great, a great episode. So, yo, thank you, Rob. Thank you for letting me run my mouth again. But y'all, y'all just get into Jeffrey's vocal with this love ballad. And uh, I'll see y'all in the next one. Peace. Yeah.
As always, JR lays a blueprint for the song that he is discussing about. He lays it out there. He, he's like uh, serving me batting practice. He's lobbing a pitch so I can hit it out the park. But he hit it out the park with his analysis of this song. And he is right. And another one of my contributors, Shannon, will bring up the same point that 
JR brought up that at three o'clock in the morning, Jeffrey Osborne was agitated because the rest of his band hadn't shown up to record the song. The songwriter Skip Scarborough was there. The producers, the Mizell brothers, were there, by the way, the Mizell brothers. Cousins to Jason Mizell, the late great former DJ for Run DMC. So when the music when the rest of the group, LTD showed up, and Jeffrey went, and he in one take belted out one of the greatest ballads in the history of mankind. Shout out to JR for talking about how Jeffrey sings with so much emotion in this song and how his buddy Lauren used that used that song for her wedding with her husband and go to YouTube, check out the R and B representatives. They have a show in which they break down a song. They break down a classic song and they have a panel and they talk about it. Lauren was there to talk him uh, talk to them about love ballad. I'll be coming up on a I'll be coming on in a recent episode. Coming up soon. Not a recent episode. Coming up in a future episode. I'll be coming up in a future episode. As I talk about one of my favorite ballads of all time. Love You, Need You, Want You. Written by Bunny Siegel and Kenneth Gamble. And sung masterfully by Miss Patti LaBelle. So... You guys check out their YouTube page, the R&B Representers on YouTube. Now, on to my take about Love Ballad. First of all, I heard this song when my mother, after my parents saw, after my parents saw, what you call it? After my parents, uh, God damn it. After my parents Saw LTD on TV for the first time. They went to the record store, the neighborhood record store at the time. This was 1977, so we were living on 169th Street and Sheridan Avenue. So they went to the local record store in the Bronx, South Bronx. And they bought the last two albums by LTD Love to the World And Something to Love Something to Love had every time The first song I played Back in Love Again Love to the World Had Love Ballad And My mother Played that LP And played Love Ballad Exclusively on that LP over and over and over again. As soon as the record ended, she picked up the needle and she went back. Record ended, she went back. And she was mesmerized by Jeffrey's voice. On the same level as she was mesmerized by Walter Williams' voice from the OJs, she liked Eddie. She loved Walter. And how she was mesmerized by Teddy Pendergrass's voice. Jeffrey Osborne was on that same level of love. That my mother had for Teddy and Walt And because she played it so often It became one of my all time favorites Now eventually uh, Several songs 
eventually passed Love Ballad as my all-time favorites. Love Ballad is not amongst my Mount Rushmore of greatest ballads. Um, it's still in my top ten, but that being said, a phenomenal song. I mean, like Jr. said, Jeffrey pours his heart into the song, and is he doing it out of anger because of how he had to wait till three o'clock in the morning before he could record this song? I don't know, but what you hear in this song, love ballad. What you just heard Because you heard the entire song And if you never heard this song before Or if you heard Only KC's version Now KC Haley's version Is a very good Even great song As good as As great as KC's version is Jeffrey is Out of worldly with his version His version Is Unfucking believable And there will never be another singer to match that power KC did his best And and while I have KC In my New Jack Swing Mount Rushmore Of singers And KC is a phenomenal singer One of my all time favorites If you were to measure KC Haley against Jeffrey Osborne And put them In a sing off Or say who's the greatest singer Gun to my head I would say KC Haley Is the better natural singer Grew up in the gospel choir uh, One of the most powerful Baritones in the history of music That being said His version Is a great version Jeffrey's is an iconic all-time great song Period And as you'll hear later on As great as Love Ballad is And I am going to Definitely agree with JR That it's a masterpiece It's his favorite ballad of all time It's not my favorite LTD slash Jeffrey Osborne song It's not I think it's third I've got two songs ahead of it We'll talk about it But before we talk about Those songs Let's keep talking about This song He starts it off I have never been so much In love before He goes what a difference True love made in my life So nice so right This is the song about a man who finally meets that one Finally meets that woman That he could share the rest of his life with Loving you gave me something new That I never felt, never dreamed of Some, Something's changed No, it's not the feeling I had before It's so much more Love, I never knew that a touch Could mean so much what a difference And when we walk hand in hand I feel so real Oh he kills that line I feel so real You hear it coming from the depths of his soul And then 
Lovers come and then lovers go. That's what folks say, don't they know? They're not there when you love me, hold me, and say you care. And then, and what we have is much more than they can see. What we have, and then he keeps singing that line over and over again to the end of the song. What we have is much more than they can see. With his baritone just bodying this song. Spectacular song by a spectacular singer. Tremendous wedding song. And one thing Jeffrey Osborne did his entire career, both with LTD and in his solo career, is make beautiful love songs, whether he wrote them or somebody wrote them for him. He had one masterpiece ballad after another that you could use as a wedding song. This is the first of several you will hear on this podcast that I'm sure people all over the world has used as their wedding song. Like JR's buddy Lauren and her husband did. They used Love Ballad as their wedding song. Love Ballad, a complete masterpiece. I know other singers have covered it. To me, the best cover was done by KC, and KC has bodied many covers. In my opinion, him and his brother did lately better than Stevie Wonder. Oh, that's blasphemy, right? I don't give a fuck. That's what I feel. All right. They tore that song up on MTV Unplugged. Also, his version of I Think You're Lonely Now, in my opinion, is better than the legendary Bobby Womack's original version. You don't agree with me? I don't give a fuck. But Love Ballad is the one time Casey could not overtake the original. And that's not saying, that, that, that's not a knock on Casey. You can't win them all. Especially a masterpiece like Love Ballad. Now, we will hear my buddy Jermaine talk about the greatness of Jeffrey Osborne. And then, we will go on to another masterpiece song. By LTD that he sings lead on Called Holding on when love is gone Jeffrey Osborne is not spoken about Enough This is a very very unique topic uh, That Rob has brought up I'm glad that he did um, As a solo artist He was terrific He was able to to um, Go to different dimensions I found uh, I loved when he was in LTD and those brothers they came up with some great hits uh, Holding on Very very good song Love Ballad there's another one That I've heard at many a weddings uh, I could hear the song right now actually as I'm speaking on this voice note uh, Whenever I turn around that's another good one from LTD Great group great individuals that were in that group that uh that uh was able to um uh to sp sprout out into different directions when they broke up um but that's when i felt osborne when i look back and i i research it i felt that that was a great career move for him because it was able to 
to move to a different level. Very, very smooth voice. It almost seems effortless when he's singing. He's not overly dramatic in his songs, but when he does sing, um, he really, really uh, puts brings the point home. He brings the song home, brings the lyrics home, and it's impactful in whatever he sings. Everybody should know On the Wings of Love. Everybody should know that one. Um, great, great, great song from the early 80s. Um, all at once. If you remember Whitney Houston singing that song, um, hopefully the old heads like myself will remember that one. Jeffrey Osborne wrote that one. If I'm, I'm, I'm sure he wrote that one. And that was an early hit for her. Um, but he's one of the artists that is under the radar, but got his flowers in his later years. Uh, if you guys remember, he did sing the National Anthem multiple times in between twenty in between two thousand nine and two thousand ten, if you guys watched the um, the finals with the Lakers, I think he sang about it two or three times, and I was glad to see that because he was finally getting that um, that recognition in his later years, because people some artists were forgotten about once the eighties ended. You know, you're going into the 90s and the 2000s. You had a plethora of different artists and new artists. And then you had the ones that were on top of the game in the 70s and 80s, uh, early 80s, that is, <clears throat> that, you know, will always be around and will always be, will get their critical acclaim and get their um, recognition. But to see Jeffrey Osborne get his in the later of his career, I was that was pretty pleasing to me. Um... But great topic, uh, Rob, another great singer to come from a terrific group in the 70s, a group out of many um, that came from then with smooth voices and the ability to play multiple instruments. Jeffrey Osborne was a great drummer. We cannot forget that. Again, those who don't know too much about this, this gentleman, Please look it up. Please research him. Go on YouTube. This guy is multi-talented. To all those listening to this, take care and blessings. Rob, another great topic. I'll see you on the next one.
want to send a special shout out to my brother from Ottawa, Jermaine, who every time he contributes a voice note to this podcast is always very frank, talking straight from the heart, and gives us straight facts about the legends I talk about on this podcast. And once again, very thorough in his assessment of the greatness of Jeffrey Osborne. Hold it on! Man, Holding On is one of the best up-tempo songs that LTD, Love, Togetherness, and Devotion, ever recorded. And the first big hit written by Jeffrey Osborne. I didn't go into this yet. But Jeffrey Osborne was a master, well, not it was, is a master singer-songwriter. Because he's touring right now. He'll be, I believe he'll be in Detroit next week. And he's coming to New York, my back, my stopping grounds next month. Jeffrey, a master singer-songwriter. And what I love about Jeffrey's songwriting is whether it's an up-tempo funk song like Holding On is. Or... Great, great 
passionate ballads or heartache songs that you hear later on in the podcast. Or songs about real life relationships. Jeffrey captured that in his songwriting. And then when he writes the song, he adds it to his incredible vocal talent. The last few weeks, we have focused on some great singer-songwriters. Joe, Maxwell, Donnie Hathaway, and now Jeffrey Osborne. So this is the fourth consecutive week that I talk about a great singer-songwriter who all four of them, Joe, Donnie, Maxwell, and Jeffrey, all capture elements of a black relationship, whether it's being unconditionally in love and showering that woman with your unbridled passion and love or heartbreak. All four also can write great up-tempo songs, which Holding On is a great funk song. And when you hear Holding On, Holding On is about a man in a relationship that is over. It's over. Holding On is very hard to do when love and gone when when love is gone and that's no lie. Holding On is very hard to do when love is gone. Hey hey yeah. He talks about how you're unhappy. I know you got to be unhappy cuz it can drive you out of your mind. There ain't no sense in crying. It's time for you to leave. It's time for you to leave. Baby, that's the bottom line. But my highlight, my ultimate highlight of this song is LTD, the entire group, including Jeffrey's brother, singing beautifully and in tune with their backup vocals, with their chorus. <laughs> with the bridge with ha 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 who are you kidding do 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 ha 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 who are you kidding do 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 ha 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 who are you kidding i love that shit right there it's perfect it's goddamn perfect ha 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 who are you kidding singing in tune and it's the perfect hook perfect chorus to bring home the point that you're holding on and it's doing you no good it's not getting you anywhere i know from experience my last long time relationship we were holding on but we were kidding each other by thinking by holding on we would find a way to salvage the relationship the relationship had been broken and every day no matter how hard i tried to hold on her reaction to my actions were proven to me that ha 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 who was i kidding (laughs) oh man i don't want to laugh because it was a serious situation and when we finally did break up, there was a uh, it 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 wasn't the most 
amicable breakup, but it was a breakup that needed to be done. And Hold It On is the perfect song to explain what was going on the last few months of our relationship. Jeffrey just tears this song apart and it's the first of many songs that he will write. The first of many classic songs that he would write beginning with this song. Ha 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 who are you kidding? I just I just I can't get enough of that that damn chorus, that damn hook. Can't get enough of it. Great great up tempo funk song by LTD. Now We will uh the next song that we play is my all-time favorite LTD song. But before we play that song, my fellow Harlem sister, Madame, sent me a sent me a written testimonial on the greatness of Jeffrey Osborne. I want to read it. So here it is. This is written by my buddy Madame. Madame writes, Jeffrey Osborne's voice has been a familiar familiar one since birth. From grandparents to parents to yesterday, his voice transcends. The man can sing, y'all. He could go from a tessitura into a G4 and sneak a smooth nesting baritone on you if he wants. Fast jams to slow jams by the man himself or LTD as a band are still played this day at family cookouts, and I don't expect that to stop anytime soon. He and that voice will be relevant for decades to come, and he'll always have a place in my playlist. Thank you for allowing me to add my two cents. Just as sweet as peaches and cream You must have stepped right out of my dream Cause you and I were meant to be
We Both Deserve Each Other's Love is my all-time favorite LTD song. This captures every ounce of unconditional love you can in a song. I won't argue with people who say Love Ballad is greater. Because at one time I thought it was. But I've listened to this song many more times than I've listened to Love Ballad. And I've listened to both hundreds of times. Hey, I'll be 55 in in uh, February, March, April. Three and a half months. These two songs, Love Ballad and We Deserve Each Other Love. Probably amongst the top 10 ballads I've ever listened to in my lifetime. First time I heard this song. I was 11, 12 years old, 1979, 1980. And I didn't know, I hadn't yet, I wasn't yet mature enough to understand what this song was. But years later, in my teen years, in my 20s, especially in my late 20s, I remember me dedicating this song to my ex-girlfriend Antoinette back in 1995. It was the summer of 1995. The song came on the radio. I was in her car. And I was like, pull over, pull over, pull over. She was like, Rob, you fucking crazy. Why should I pull over? Just pull over. We got to listen to the song. Just listen to the song. I held her hand and we listened to the song. And she was like, oh, that is, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, Antoinette, African Guyanese woman, could really, really... Appreciate a beautiful ballad Because her favorite singer Was a Jamaican love ballad legend Barris Hammond She loved She had all of Barris Hammond's record And she made me a fan of Barris Hammond I didn't even know about Barris Hammond Until I met Antoinette in 1993 So when she heard this song And I said yeah this is This song is awesome and she's listening to the She's like, oh, this is so beautiful. And after she heard the song, she, we started tongue kissing in her car. And we went straight to JR Music World, which is which used to be in downtown Manhattan, near the courts. Legendary record store, audio equipment store. That went out of business several years ago. It was a staple of New York City. Anybody from New York City that's old enough will remember JR Music World. And that includes you, JR. You would remember JR Music World. I bought many a CD from JR Music World. And as soon as she heard that song and we kissed, we drove over to, she drove me over to JR Music World. I told her, wait in the car. I ran in there and I got a. LTD's greatest hits came in back into the car. We played the CD and we played that song over and over again. Of course, we played Love Ballad and Stranger and a few other songs that we'll talk about on this pod. But we deserve each other love. She was mesmerized by that song and she loved it. And I have loved that song since I was 11 years old. And finally, somebody that I could relate to with this song that sings about this, uh, that talks about a love I was having at that time. I am a, the way, and Jeffrey wrote this song 
Another song that Jeffrey wrote about everlasting love, unconditional love. We begin a pattern of Jeffrey writing about the finding of true love. This song is immaculate. It's only three minutes and maybe five seconds, but it's perfectly blended, showing you that you don't have to make a six, seven, five, six, seven minute song to have an impact. A three minute song could have that same impact. Man, um, Jeffrey starts this off. You, you're just, a, you're just as sweet. You're just as. I'm not going to try to sing this. You're just as sweet as peaches and cream. You must have stepped right out of my dreams. Cause you and I were meant to be. Cause you and and LTD as a band backing up Jeffrey with the immaculate harmon harmonies, the perfect harmonies. The way they harmonize when they go, uh. You and I deserve Deserving of each other's love You and I deserve each other's love They, they sing it perfect We both deserve each other's love We both deserve each other's love And then they go I thank the Lord for you and I Oh it's just beautiful God Lord Jeffrey Osborne I thank the Lord for you and I. And Jeffrey. Doo doo doo. Doo. When he goes doo 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 doo. Oh, I love it. I love it. Man. I continue to play this song to this day. My all time favorite LTD song. And very similar. Now, Jeffrey. You learn from the masters. Remember in Love Ballad, the song Skip Scarborough wrote for him. One of the greatest ballads of all time, right? And I'm not going to argue that that ballad is greater than this ballad. This just happens to be my favorite. But in Love Ballad, you know, he repeats himself over, over, over again at the end. The same line. Well, he borrows that. From a master songwriter like Skip Scarborough And he uses it To end We both deserve each other's love With the same line Over and over again We both de we both deserve each other's love Deserving Deserving of each other's love We both deserve each other's Yeah I mean Over and over again until the song ends A masterpiece of a love ballad and Jeffrey Osborne is now, at this point in time of his career, about to make that leap from leaving LTD to becoming a solo star. Now, there's still an, al an album left for them to do. We've got some more songs that we'll talk about it. But Jeffrey has outgrown LTD, just like Teddy outgrew Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Phil Collins outgrew Genesis. Michael outgrew the Jackson and the Jackson 5. Eventually, a great singer-songwriter, Lionel Richie and the Commodores, has to move on, has to venture out and make it a, make it a go as a solo act. 
Jeffrey will be doing that eventually. We we both deserve each other love, man. Uh, Jeffrey Osborne. This is the song right here. This is the song right here that I don't think people understand the magnitude of how great you have to be as a singer-songwriter to not only write a masterpiece like he did with We Both Deserve Each Other Love, but to bring out what you wrote emotionally on the song itself. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Next up is my brother from Detroit, great, great, great music historian, eclectic taste when it comes to music. He's going to talk about the greatness of Jeffrey Osborne and LTD. He's going to talk about why he loved the funk music that they made. And after he talks, we're going to play two songs back to back. Two great ballads again by LTD with Jeffrey on lead vocals. Concentrate on you. Share my love. And we'll talk all about it. On the other side. So let me preface this by saying, number one, I apologize for the quality and audio. Um, unfortunately, I have to do this on the fly here because I'm actually away from my setup today. However, I had to get this voice note in because you're honestly this week are going to be discussing uh, one of my favorite um, vocal artists, uh, music makers. And also one of my favorite bands um, to me personally. Now, I am a, you know, although I'm 37, um, I am a huge fan of funk music. I love anything that has to do with funk, fusion, jazz funk fusion, whatever from back in the late 70s to even early 80s. And the reason being is because I feel as though the instrumentation and the musicality from that particular time before technology took off uh, with all the synthesizers and things like that in the 80s, that period, you know, late 70s, early 80s, where the actual music was still being played uh, by physical instruments and not overtaken by technology but the microphone qualities and things like that got better. And I think LTD in general, when they were recording, took advantage of that very highly. Um, I know we're going to talk a lot about the ballads and I love so many of the ballads. I wanted to mention so many, so many of them, but I'm going to come from a different approach because when I was younger, um, I had a record player and I would always ask for albums or still my grandparents' albums or, you know, get the hand-me-down albums from my uncles, my dad and stuff like that. And one of the albums that I actually had was actually Devotion. And if you guys are familiar with LTD album covers, right, you know, you got a bunch of these guys, sometimes with no shirts on, sometimes with costumes, and there's like 50 of them on the cover, right? It's a weird looking cover, especially being five, six years old. Like, what's up with these guys, you know? But... I tell you what, when you play that music and you get to going and actually listening to the music itself and the complexity they had in their funk tunes, I mean, they are forced to be reckoned with as far as the musicianship and the instrumentation and the musicality. Um, and one of my favorites off a of Devotion album was Dancing and Singing. 
Um, Dancing and Singing is, is an amazing song if you are a music nerd or a musician yourself because if you listen to the layers of every single instrument there, they're separated, but yet they mesh together. And then you add Jeffrey Osborne, who has the ability on funk songs to stay in the pocket and ride the groove from start to finish and keep the same tone and same tonality. Oh my God, it's, it's an amazing song. My favorite part about dancing and singing is that you can clearly hear the walking bass line and you can also hear the actual rhythm guitar very, very clear. But what it does not drown out, which happens sometimes on funk songs, are the hi-hats. That You hear that in dancing and singing very clear. Listen back to it. Listen back and enjoy that those layers that are there. Towards the middle of the song, they, they kind of add like a little whistle or a little chirp. And then as it goes on and on, they bring in the congas and they tie it all back together with all the horns, the rhythm guitar, the keyboard, the actual bass. And as he's steady walking, they're, walk, they're doing that walking bass up and down the fretboard. It's, it's, it's an amazing arrangement of musicianship. Now, as far as lives are concerned, I've only seen one live performance of dancing and singing uh, on the Internet. And this was years back. And it's really not one that has a lot of videos out there for there. But I will say this, the one video that's out there. And of course, they're in their full, their full costumes. If you can find a video, um, they are actually dancing <laughs> with the horns. Everybody's grooving on stage and everybody's riding the pocket and they're performing it live. And to me, if you look at the song and listen to the song, you know that this is not an easy song to perform live and yet they pull it off. And Jeffrey Osborne, he rides the pocket on dancing and singing on either live performances. So I truly appreciate um everything that Jeffrey Osborne has done. He is definitely a legend. I mean, how many songs are used in commercials, music, movies over the past few decades that were his and LTD? But I will say this, those earlier hits, those earlier albums, that funk, that late 70s funk, those tracks, the ones that put the pep in your step, the ones that get you going, those are by far uh, my favorite and I would definitely say, take a listen. Don't turn the ballots away. They're always going to be great. But if you want a little bit of energy, put on some of those funk jams. And then I promise you, you'll definitely feel better. So to next time, of course, big up to the listeners of the Legend of Sports and Music podcast. And of course, thank the great, great legend, Mr. Rob Silver, for giving us the platform to discuss music in an intimate setting of always. And until next time, talk to you guys later. Be safe.
People wonder how I do it. Oh, there ain't nothing to it. These gentle thoughts of you makes it all worth going through. You gave me a special kind of feeling. Makes it so easy and oh, so pleasing to concentrate on you. To bring appreciation And I want to thank you For all the love too The secret lies within our minds The love we share And the time that binds Helps me concentrate on you Concentrate on you. Concentrate on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The secret lies within our minds The love we share And the time that binds Helps me concentrate on you Come by and pick you up to take you out. We had a love call. Yes, we did, girl. And it went something like this. That was our love call, and in the distance I heard you say,
I'm so tired of being lonely. I want to be loving you only. So many girls have crossed my path, but I could not last. I needed you. When I feel unsteady, I can do no wrong with you by my side. Welcome to my life, my morning share, my love. Be a part of
Once again, I want to thank my Detroit brother James for always giving us poignant voice notes on the artist that I'm talking about. And he's on point with the greatness of them being a funk group. And one of the reasons I believe that they were so phenomenal in both singing ballads and doing up-tempo funk music was the main producer throughout their entire Jeffrey Osborne-led run as the front man was the great Bobby Martin from Philly International. Bobby Martin, a Philly International house producer, was the main producer throughout this entire run of great LTD albums from 1976 to 1980. If you look at Bobby Martin, he's worked with all the greats on the Philly International label. And like I've said before, when we make sports analogies, Philly International of the 1970s were the 1990 Chicago Bulls of Jordan Pippen and Phil Jackson as the head coach. The main architects behind Philly International, of course, Leon, uh, Kenneth Gamble and Leon Huff, but they had great, great on-staff writers and producers like Ashford and Simpson, like Tom Bell, the recently deceased Tom Bell, like Linda Creed, like Bobby Martin. And Bobby Martin hooked up with LTD and did a masterful job of producing the music that we're listening to the first half of this podcast and help develop in that funk style that James talked about. Now, after James spoke, I played two great ballads that are very similar. Concentrate on you and share our love. Won't you share? Share my love and concentrate on you. I fucking love these songs. Now, as far as comparing them to Love Ballad and We we Both Deserve Each Other Love, they're a little, they're a, they're a step below, but still great in its own right. Concentrate on you from the Togetherness album. Share my love from the Devotion album that James so glowingly spoke about once again both talk about beautiful love affairs beautiful relationship and I love how on concentrate on you on the <laughs> on the bridge you hear Jeffrey's deep baritone concentrate on you concentrate on you <laughs> And then later on when he goes And I'd say That's my sweet baby That's my sweet baby The way he Ponders that The way he just blasts that Sings that That's my sweet baby It takes separation to bring appreciation And I want to thank you for all the love too The secret lies within our minds The love we share And the time that binds 
helps me concentrate on you. Once again, you see a theme throughout this entire podcast of music that people write for Jeffrey Osborne and Jeffrey Osborne writes for himself. Unadulterated, unbridled love. Unconditional love. You could... Just a bunch of uns. Unreal love. Unforgettable love. Concentrate on you. Just like share my love. And then share my love starts with the entire band in unison. Perfect harmony. Won't you share my love? Won't you share my love? And then Jeffrey... I'm so tired of being lonely. I want to be loving only you only. And he talks about how so many girls have crossed my path, but I could not last. I needed you. Won't won't you share my love? I can do no wrong with you by my side. Welcome to my life. This is why I played these songs back to back because both songs concentrate on you and share my love. Is Jeffrey singing about the love of this woman that he needs in his life because they belong together, sort of like we both deserve each other's love. Both need each other and both enriching each other's lives. Both are perfect for each other. Through thick and thin. Share my love. And now you've given me new inspiration. Without you in my life, I have no direction. Just like and concentrate on you and share my share my love shows the want and need of that woman he loves. Because without that woman in his life, he is incomplete. Together we could build a world full of joy. I promise you we will if you just share my love. At the end he goes, I don't want to leave you ever. Let's spend our lives together always. Stay and share my love. Won't you share my love? Concentrate on you. Share my love. Both have a similar theme. Both share a similar theme. And that is Jeffrey singing about a man in love with a woman that he needs in his life and she needs in her life. She needs him in her life. He needs her in his life in order to be complete as a man. And Jeffrey sings both songs brilliantly. And you feel. The emotion that he feels for the woman he's singing about in both songs. Just like in Love Ballad and just like in We Both Deserve Each Other's Love. Well, the next song we're about to play. Oh, man. I'm going to break it down because this song can be confusing for some people. But I'm going to tell you what I feel the meaning of this song is. After we play the classic LTD ballad, Stranger. Stranger. 
One of my favorite LTD songs. I keep saying one of mine. If I were to rank my favorite LTD songs of all time, this is number three. Number one being We Both Deserve Each Other Love. Number two, Love Ballad. Number three, Stranger. And this is a phenomenal song. And I believe this is my point of view. I believe this is a metaphor for love no longer being in Jeffrey's life or the person Jeffrey and LTD are singing about. And a stranger comes along. Lust. You know you have love, love and you have lust. I know both because I've experienced both. Jeffrey had a breakup or Jeffrey's last love or the character that Jeffrey is singing for. The person Jeffrey is singing about. The person Jeffrey's persona is in the song. Or just let's for 
shits and giggles say Jeffrey. Jeffrey was in love and Jeffrey got his heart broken and he was no longer in love. Love is gone. One night I meet a stranger. One night he meets a woman who embodies lust. One night I loved a stranger like the beginning of a fantasy. Was it right to love a stranger? There was nobody to care after me. He was in love. That love died. And so love is no longer caring for him. He's got a deep, deep emptiness in, his, in the pit of his stomach. So now he meets a stranger who embodies lust and he is he has a night of passion with lust but he's still long, longing for love this this isn't love this is lost this is lust well he's lost cuz he doesn't have love he has lust and after that first verse i love when Jeffrey goes with the hook. Nobody, no, 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 nobody, nah, nah, no, 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 nobody, no, 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 was nobody to care after me. Then, the next night, another night, I loved a stranger, like in the middle of a fantasy. Was it right to love a stranger? I had nobody. To care after me And then he goes again Nobody No 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 Nobody No 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 Had nobody To care after me And then another night Last night I loved a stranger Hope it's the ending of my fantasy He's still asking, is it right to love a stranger when there's nobody to care after me? Now, three straight, night, three straight nights of passion. It could be the same woman or is it three different women? I hearken back to my life. From the late 90s to the early 2000s because I was a single father caring for a young boy, my beloved son. And I was working a full-time job. So I was a full-time single parent. And I was a full and I had a full-time job. Also, during the midst of this, I was completing my master's degree. And I was a full-time master's degree uh, student. So I was I had all this going on. I didn't have time to have love in my life. Or so I thought, but I didn't. I had broken up with Antoinette. I had a relationship with a young lady that I worked with named Salima. After I broke off with those two women, I began dating multiple women, but they all knew about each other, and they all had boyfriends. They were the strangers in my life. I would take every weekend on a Saturday night, my parents would babysit my son, and I would take one of these three or four young ladies out, whether it was to a concert, whether it was to a, a, a restaurant, whether it was to a movie, whether it was to a game. And we'd engage in intimacy, but was it really intimacy? Because 
those women all claim to me that they love their boyfriends, but they love spending time with me because I was fun. I was funny. And they could do things with me by letting their hair down that they couldn't do with their men. But in all, for all intents and purposes, they were strangers. They weren't, none of them I was in love with. Now, there was a fourth young lady that fell for me because she wouldn't, she wasn't dating anybody. Nika, and I spoke about Nika several times on this podcast. I adored Nika and my son adored Nika, but I never loved Nika. And that ended real badly when she put her foot down and asked me to be, uh, Intimate with her on an, on a level that was exclusive. I wasn't ready to be exclusive. These women were all stra- were all the metaphor of this song. Stranger, they were the strangers. They were the metaphor of being a stranger. But then at the end of the song, tonight there'll be no stranger. There will not be another fantasy. My baby called. She's on her way here. The only one who ever cared about me. Somebody. La, 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 la. Somebody. Somebody. The one somebody. The only one who ever cared about me. And this, the next line is why I think he was singing in metaphors. Lust and love. Oh, love is back, said it's no stranger. It's so much better than a fantasy. Since you left, I've been in danger. But now you're back just to take care of me. Love this fucking song because it spoke to me as an adult in his late 20s. No, actually, my bad. 30, uh, early 30s Because it was around 1998 I started this practice Right around my 30th birthday I started this practice of only Dating women that I wouldn't fall in love with Women that I Could just have a good time with Because I didn't have the time Nor desire To be in a full time Loving relationship but then comes love And at first it was Asia That ended after a few years Because of her her husband being released from prison And she wanted to help him So I left before I got my heart broken in that situation Then there was Vonette A relationship that lasted eight years And now my lady Mia All three are the love part of the song Stranger as I was exclusive with all three. Oh, love is back, said is no stranger. Oh, before that, tonight there'll be no stranger. There will not be another fantasy. My baby called. Any one of those three women, specifically, particularly, Vanette first and now Mia, that love was calling. My baby's back. That's love. It, 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 this is a metaphor. The song is a metaphor. It's love. My baby called, she's on her way. The only one who ever cared about me. 
Lust never cared about me. It just wanted to please me. Love wants to please me, love me, take care of me, make sure I'm okay. Phenomenal song. I want to know what you guys think of my breakdown of this song. And, of course, Jeffrey's master baritone and high tenor really brings out the greatness of the song. My third all-time favorite LTD song. Masterfully done, masterfully sung, and one of the last hits Jeffrey had as lead singer of LTD. Now, we're going to hear my buddy from Chattanooga, Mike, make a great, great analogy of Jeffrey with other soul singers. And then we will go into the final hit they had as a group, where did we go wrong? And we'll talk all about that on the other side. Jeffrey Osborne and LTD uh, arrived on the scene when R&B music was at its height. You had Hall of Fame level type bands that were still, you know, at their peak. Isaac Brothers. Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Commodores, and all of them had, all of them could do, you know, funk and uh, slow songs, uh, George Clinton, Parliament, Funkadelic, so it was just a, it was a lot of great music uh, during that mid to late 70s era before the change over from, you know, funk and R&B to disco, disco had, uh, you know, two to three year run, and then um, in the '80s is when you know Jeffrey Osborne kind of established himself as a uh, as a great solo act. Um, to me, Jeffrey Osborne is I put him in a in a different group. He's kind of uh, I don't. To me, he's not really a soul R&B singer. He's more of a pop type. Power, power ballad, an R&B power ballad type singer, uh, similar to like a Peebo Bryson and and what Lionel Richie ended up doing. Uh, I mean, it, it was they were great songs, but it didn't have it didn't have uh, it didn't have that soulful Marvin Gaye type Al Green, Ron Isley type vibe. I mean, but, you know, Osborne was a great singer, you know, period. But, um, I mean, you can just look at some of his, uh, you can look at his discography and, 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 and him being lead singer on, you know, great songs like uh, Love Ballad and uh, uh, Where Did We Go Wrong. I mean, those are tremendous, tremendous songs. And he could, you know, you know, he could do the, the, the up-tempo songs, too. Uh, I remember as a kid. I'm not sure when the Woo Woo song came out, but I, but as a kid, you just I don't know anything else he said in that song, uh, but the chorus. And you know, me and my brothers and sisters would just, you know, we would sing, and you woo woo woo. I didn't I didn't really know what else he was saying, but uh, that song just you know. <laughs> As a kid, it just, you know, On the Wings of Love, uh, You Should Be Mine. Those are great, 
great slow songs. Uh, and, he, and he became a staple of, uh, of R&B music in the 80s uh, before, before you switched over to the to New Jack Swing. So, like I said, he, he, he goes in, it's a different category. Lionel Richie, Peebo Bryson, uh, Jeffrey Osborne. I mean, they were soul singers, but they were kind of like like a classical soul singer, if that makes sense. You know, and they and they specialized in, in power ballads. Uh, but Jeffrey Osborne is somebody, and like like a Billy Ocean type, you know, just... They were R&B, but they weren't, you know. They were just they were just singers. They didn't have you couldn't put them in a box. How about that? You couldn't put Jeffrey Osborne and those kind of guys in a box because they could just sing. Where did we go? Now won't you tell me what we wrong with love? And maybe we can fix it. Won't you tell me what we want with love? It doesn't matter who is right or wrong. It doesn't matter who's to blame. Follow up right to make this love strong.
contemporaries yes jeffrey is that r&b singer that can cross over to the pop audience to the quote-unquote white audience because of his style of singing it's not as now i've often compared jeffrey osborne to teddy pendergrass because of the power of their voices and you'll hear a couple of more Contributors, listeners, state the same thing. When it comes to singing with power, he's on the same level as Teddy with that golden baritone of Jeffrey. But Mike is correct when he states that Jeffrey is a lot like Lionel Richie, Peebo Bryson in singing a style that is comfortable with the larger quote-unquote white audience and is able to cross over as a pop star. Now, with LTD, they were a soul funk band. There was nothing crossover about them. As you heard in Where Did We Go Wrong? Where Did We Go Wrong? That's a soul song singing about the ending of a relationship. Where Did We Go Wrong? And... I'll talk more about that in a minute. Let me just continue on Mike's analogy of comparing Jeffrey Osborne to greats like Lionel Richie and Peebo Bryson. And you could also make the same claim years later, Brian McKnight was a lot. Like I always said, Brian McKnight was the modern day version of Lionel Richie. Not John Legend. John Legend is a fucking goofball. Get him the fuck out of here. If you ever see on this platform the Legends of Sports and Music honoring John Legend, know that I have gotten full-blown dementia or somebody's holding a gun to my head. Fuck John Legend. But I digress. 
I love the analogy. And you hear with, with, with Lionel Richie, and I will be doing a Commodore's episode on Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie and Jeffrey Osborne have a lot in common because they both were with groups that were predominantly sold. The Commodores never tried to cross over. LTD never tried to cross over. But the minute Jeffrey Osborne and Lionel Richie became soul stars, became solo acts, the type of music they wrote and sang because they're both master singer-songwriters was able to cater through the entire population, not just the black population that LTD and the Commodores catered to. You could say the same for Peebo Bryson, but Peebo Bryson was never with a group. Peebo Bryson was always either on his own or part of a duet, like with the great Roberta Flack, like with years later with Regina Bell, and he was the catalyst for the star-making power of Celine Dion. Peebo Bryson, after tonight, the massive song and hit that he had with Roberta Flack, his first album was not unlike a Lionel Richie or Jeffrey Osborne solo album. If ever you're in my arms again, right there that song is right in tune with any ballad Lionel Richie or Jeffrey Osborne did. And I will eventually do a People Bryson show because he is one of the great artists that is underappreciated and underrecognized in my entire lifetime in the in the history of music. Peebo was in his bag with the duets. A whole new world with Regina Bell. Beauty and the Beast with Celine Dion is one of the greatest ballads of all time. So, Mike, you hit the damn nail on the head with those analogies. Brilliant stuff, Mike. Brilliant stuff. I love it. Where did we go wrong? Very similar to Holding On, except Holding On is a ballad, and Where Did We Go Wrong is a love song. Together, together, together. I love that. we. Oh, I, I love Where Did We Go Wrong. Where Did We Go Wrong. Man, this song hits hits hard. Now tell me what went wrong, and maybe we could fix it. What's wrong between us? I love that. I love that. Another song written by Je Jeffrey Osborne. So once again, Jeffrey, who's leaving now. This is the end of the line for LTD. No longer... Will he be a part of this group? He's moving on to a solo career. But he leaves us with one last relationship gem. Jeffrey writes about relationships, whether it's undying love of a relationship or whether it's the breakup of a relationship. Like he did with Holding On, he does with Where Did We Go Wrong? Yeah, yeah, maybe we could work it out, work it out. Maybe we could work it out, work it out. Maybe we could work it out. And then, of course, LTD with the perfect backup harmony 
What's wrong between us? This is another masterpiece written by Jeffrey Osborne and a great way to end his run with LTD. Writing about what he's always written about and sung about. Relationships. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He's trying to... Where did we go wrong? Which, once again, speaks to me. Because I tried to fix that wrong with my last long-term love in Vonette. And no matter how hard I tried, the writing was on the wall. And where did we go wrong? That he's trying. Maybe we could work it out. But for all intents and purposes, the writing's on the wall. It's a wrap. And where did we go wrong? The affair, the relationship is about to end. And with Jeffrey, the 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 woman he's singing about, that relationship he's having with that woman is about to end. And his relationship with LTD is about to end. Now, we're going to hear from my buddy Tevin from Baltimore. He is going to give a rousing, rousing, rousing appraisal of Jeffrey Osborne, his greatness, and the greatness of On the Wings of Love. He'll talk about why he loves On the Wings of Love, and then we will hear On the Wings of Love, and we will talk about it on the other side. When I think about Jeffrey Osborne, I think about this powerful yet soothing voice made perfect for ballads. I've said it before, I'm definitely a ballad guy. I absolutely love love songs, and Jeffrey is a master at them. Him and Teddy Pendergrass had similar career paths. Both started on percussion in their respective groups, and then eventually moved to lead singers, and then went on to have solo success. The LTD years were just stacked with timeless songs like Love Ballad, Holding On When Love Is Gone, Where Did We Go Wrong, and We Both Deserve Each Other's Love. I went to see Jeffrey in concert a few years ago, and he still has the voice to deliver these songs effortlessly, even in his 70s. From his solo years, I have a personal favorite song titled On the Wings of Love. As a child, I had a dream that me and my bride would come out on giant wings during our wedding and that song would be playing. I never forgot that dream or lost my love for that song. I want to thank Jeffrey Osborne for his musical contributions and thank Rob for continuing to shed light on our musical legends. Thanks. Just smile for me and let the day begin. You are the sunshine that lights my heart within. I'm sure that you're an angel in disguise Come take my hand and together we will ride On the wings of love up and above the clouds The only way to fly Is on the wings of love Flying high, flying high. 
sun is felt And I'm crazy about you, baby, can't you see I'd be so delighted if you would come with me I appreciate you, Tevin. That's two voice notes in a row, in a row in which you were short and sweet and hit a home run. I mean, phenomenal. And I love how you said as a child when listening to the song, you dreamt of getting married with you and the woman you were marrying wearing angelic wings. I love that shit. I love it because... The song, this song here, On the Wings of Love, it's damn near biblical and angelic. Just smile for me and let the day begin. You are the sunshine that lights my heart within. And I'm sure that you're an angel in disguise. Come take my hand and together we will rise. Just like your dream. Your dream manifested from the song. And it probably it probably influenced you to find a woman with angelic qualities. I was 14 years old when this song came out back in 1982. When I first heard the song on the radio, I was like, wow. And I loved how 
when, and I'm not sure, it might have been Ken Spiderweb. I might have been listening on, on, on WBLS and Ken Spiderweb was the first, or Frankie Crocker on BLS was the first to introduce the song while listening to the radio. And whoever it was, I forgot, you know, this was 41 years ago. Uh, they go, the former lead singer of LTD, Jeffrey Osborne, with his first hit record, Under Wings of Love. And I heard that song and I lost my fucking mind. This was his truly. Remember when Lionel Richie uh, turned solo? And I'm not including Endless Love. That was a song that was already part of the Endless Love soundtrack. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Lionel Richie's first solo song after he left the Commodores and became a solo star was Truly. Truly and On the Wings of Love, very similar. I'm harkening back to Mike's voice note when he compared Lionel Richie to Jeffrey Osborne in terms of when they both became solo acts. How their music went from being predominantly black to predominantly pop. But On the Wings of Love is a beautiful song, just like Truly, where both Lionel and Truly and Jeffrey in On the Wings of Love are, expre are expressing and singing about their devoted love to the woman they love. Truly in love with you, girl, and three. and it on the wings of love, on the wings of love, up and above the clouds. The only way to fly is on the wings of love. I love this. You look at me and I begin to melt, just like the snow when a ray of sun is felt. Oh man, Jeffrey wrote this song. This is Jeffrey in his songwriting bag. Master singer-songwriter. He's in his songwriting bag. Yes, yes, you belong to me. I'm yours exclusively. <laughs> right now we live and breathe each other. Oh, man. Oh, man. Inseparable it seems. We're flowing like a string. stream. Running free, traveling on the wings of love. Up and above. It's like when he goes up and above. It's like it's like the old Superman TV series. When it go look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Up, up, up and above. He's up and above the sky. Flying high upon the wings of love. Yes, you belong to me. And I'm yours exclusively. Oh, these are two people. Jeffrey Osborne wrote and sang this song about two people in love. They're so much in love that they're flying high. And I think I know the reason that he wrote this song. Lana Rich used to always say that when he wrote ballads for both the Commodores when he was the lead singer and for himself, like Truly, Like You Are My Love, like Endless Love that he wrote and 
co-sang with Diana Ross was for his then wife Brenda. For the he was writing about his love for Brenda. Under Wings of Love, in my opinion, is Jeffrey Osborne writing about his love for his then fiance Sherry, who a year later in 1983 would marry Jeffrey. In 1983, Jeffrey and Sherry Osborne were married. So 40 years later and four kids, I think they have three daughters and a son, Jeffrey Jr. 40 years later, the two are still married and happily, happily, happily ever after. Because... Jeffrey's going to be 75 years old this year He's the same age as my mother That's his soulmate And I love it And I believe On the Wings of Love And the rest of the songs That I talk about on this episode Was him Is him writing and singing About the love of his life Sherry Who became his wife in 1983 So when you hear the, the last four songs on this podcast One way or another He's writing about his experience with his wife And what have I said on this podcast Over and over and over again My theory is that the greatest songs The most passionate songs by a singer Are the autobiographical ones I don't know how long him and Sherry were dating so I don't know if we deserve each other's love and love ballad. Well, he didn't write love ballad, but we deserve each other's love. And Stranger was about Sherry. Maybe Sherry was that woman that was the metaphor for love. That's my baby's, my baby's back. She's on her way. It's the end of, oh man. Maybe it was Sherry he was singing about in Stranger. The only one who ever cared about me. Na, 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 na. La, 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 la. Stranger came out in 1979. Where did we go wrong? Maybe that was him trying to, he wrote that song also, trying to rectify the relationship. Whatever. I know that On the Wings of Love, he wrote about her. And that love was a testament, that song was a testament to the love they had for each other. The unconditional, unbridled passion they had for each other. And Tevin, I believe you're a happily married man. If I'm mistaken, you can correct me. You found your angel and you two are loving each other and are on the wings of love. I have a tendency to call the women that I'm with an angel. I have a tendency myself to look for angelic features in a woman. I guess I share something with both Tevin and the legend Jeffrey Osborne. Now we have a treat. My brother Tyrone is going to hit us with another great voice note and another great analogy. This episode's full of analogies. You heard a great one with Mike. Well, you're going to hear an, another great one by my man uh, Tyrone. 
And then afterwards, we're going to hear my favorite Jeffrey Osborne solo song. Song as a solo act. We're going all the way, and we will talk about all of it on the other side. Who remembers their grandmother's favorite comfort food? It didn't assault your senses. It didn't overwhelm you or dazzle you with presentation, but it always hit the spot. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Jeffrey Osborne in a nutshell. Through a career whose peak ranged from the height of disco and funk to the dawn of New Jack Swing and the rise of rap, Jeffrey Osborne remained what he was, a virtuoso crooner and true balladeer. Let's review some of the highlights, shall we? While Michael Jackson, like Moses Malone, was clearly the back-to-back -back MVP of 1982 and 83, you better not have left Jeffrey Osborne off your all-star team. With its like, we're going all the way, stay with me tonight, and the iconic On the Wings of Love, which was the theme song for a season of The Bachelor in 2010. To extend the basketball analogy, though not in the rarefied air of Moses Malone, Larry Bird, or Magic Johnson, he was like Bernard King, putting on enough virtuoso performances in the garden to earn the respect of the very best and keep the fans abuzz. Moving forward through the decade, as Run DMC was stomping in their Adidas, the Beastie Boys were handing out licenses to ill, Janet was taking control, and Teddy Riley and New Jack Swing were taking over, Jeffrey taught us how to woo-woo-woo and teamed up with another icon, Dionne Warwick, to preach about love power. From back in love again to she's on the left, Jeffrey Osborne, for a full dazzling dozen years, was one of black music's most dependable workhorses, a model of consistency who always brought us comfort. Just beginning, and I know we've each been down this road a time or two. I never could make it through, and I've got this feeling that we're stumbling to what we've both been waiting for, and maybe even more. Cause this time I know for sure We're going all the way Headed for forever And that's where we're gonna stay The more you near me, the more I know We got it all here, we just don't belong That there's more than magic in these feelings that we found. We're standing on solid ground, but 
Now we're both ready, ready for the real thing. Cause our dues have all been paid. We finally got it made. Believe me when I tell you there's no need to be afraid. Cause we're going on. The more I know it, we got it all here. We just don't blow it. We're going all the way. If the two of us both want it, I think I'm burning. Starting today. My dog Ty with the perfect analogy comparing Jeffrey Osborne to Bernard BB Sky King. Bernard King. And I'm eventually going to do an episode on Bernard King on this podcast, on the sports portion of this platform. Bernard King helped resurrect a dead franchise in the New York Knicks. And while he wasn't as great as Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at that time, like you mentioned, Ty, he was on that next level. Just like when you mentioned Jeffrey Osborne on the level below Michael Jackson and Prince and so forth. Yes, Michael Jackson was the MVP in those two years that Larry Bird was the MVP in those... Well, Moses Malone first, then Larry Bird. But Bernard King was right underneath, just like Jeffrey Osborne was right underneath because those years that Michael dominated with Thriller, you had Jeffrey churning out hits like On the Wings of Love. And my favorite Jeffrey Osborne 
solo song, We're Going All The Way. That song, Tyrone, and everybody else listening out there, speaks to me. It spoke to me back in 1983, 84, when I was 15 years old, listening to this song for the first time. And it was one of my most listened to songs throughout the 80s. The song came on the radio. I taped it off the radio on my uh, on my small boombox because we couldn't afford a big one. We were poor. And I would play that song over and over and over again until I was able to get money from my job working in the neighborhood candy store in the South Bronx on 136th Street and Cypress Avenue. And then I would go to The Wiz and get the cassette for $5.99 of the entire album and play We're Going All The Way over and over and over again. I mean, that song is a masterpiece. And I also believe that this song, that this song, We're Going All The Way, while he didn't write the song, he sing with all his heart and soul because at this point in time, he was about to or already had gotten married to Sherry. They got married in 1983, so the song might have been, was probably produced and recorded prior to their marriage. And he's talking about we're going all the way, him and his wife are going all the way. We're just beginning. And I know we've each been down this road a time or two. We're just beginning. We're just beginning this beautiful romance. And even though we've been down this road a time or two with, with uh, previous loves. And never could make it through. But I've got this feeling that we've stumbled into what we've both been waiting for and maybe even more it doesn't matter where we've been because this time i know for sure we're going all the way all the way headed for forever and that's where we're gonna stay the more the more you near me the more i know it we got it all here if we just don't blow it. Oh, we're going all the way. All the way. We're headed for forever. Oh, man, this is this song is the epitome of unconditional love. Oh, and I love how he goes starting today, starting today. We're going all the way. This is a master song. Ladies and gentlemen that are listening, and if you've never heard of Jeffrey Osborne, you're listening to the music I play, you're, you're hearing the stories behind these songs, right? And you're hearing the listeners with their voice notes stating how much they love Jeffrey Osborne, whether they were born at the time whether they were children at the time, like myself and Shannon, who you'll be hearing soon, or if they're old souls like Tyrone and James, who go back and listen to their music, listen to his music, and realize the genius behind the greatness 
of a Jeffrey Osborne. This man does not get the recognition he deserves and it's criminal. Reminds me of the episode I did on Joe a few weeks ago, which I want to thank the listeners because that episode, even though he's underrated Joe, he's been shitted on by a lot of his contemporaries, people my age, people younger who say he's dirty Mac and he's always singing about stealing somebody's woman. Well, you know, I want to let you listeners know that my Joe podcast has had more listens, more listeners than both the recent Maxwell and Donnie Hathaway episodes. Donnie Hathaway and Maxwell are certified legends. Joe, I believe in my heart and soul, is a legend, but he isn't treated like that by the music industry, by the so-called experts, and by the so-called music historians. Jeffrey Osborne, in my opinion, is a legend. And you are a legend if you make great music and had hit records both with a group in which you were the lead singer and main songwriter of and as a solo act in which you were one of the best singers of the 1980s. I want to make another comparison with, uh, with Jeffrey Osborne. Ty made his Ty made his comparisons. Mike made his comparisons. I compare I've always compared Jeffrey Osborne to his 1980s brethren James Ingram. James Ingram just like Jeffrey Osborne, a master singer-songwriter, a great voice, a powerful voice. A man who sang about love, a man who sang about relationships, and I will get more into detail about James Ingram in a few months when I do the James Ingram Musical Tribute Podcast. That's who I've always compared the legend Jeffrey Osborne to the legendary James Ingram, who unfortunately a few years ago died way too young. You hear the power and love in both their voices. You hear the commanding presence they have on the mic when they're singing about their love for their women. Man, we're going all the way, all the way. Master song, my favorite Jeffrey Osborne song as a solo act. Right there next to We Deserve Each Other Love. Now, I cannot say which one is my favorite Jeffrey song, period. We Deserve Each Other Love and We're Going All The Way, side by side. Two masterful songs about unconditional love, about a love between a black man and a black woman. Fucking amazing Now we're gonna listen to my buddy Shannon And then after Shannon talks We're gonna hear A master duet Between Jeffrey And Joyce Kennedy And we will talk all about it On the other side Hey Rob Hey everybody It's me again Sugar Shan 
Now, everybody knows that I don't love whiny. Please don't send me no Smokey Robinson babyface type of voice. I don't know if that's just a natural consequence of most of the male voices I heard from birth being deep, rich, and black, resonating in tones that could touch your soul with giddy happiness or motivate you to keep your ass in line. If you ask someone in my parents' generation about Jeffrey Osborne, they will probably envision an LTD Jeffrey. My generation will probably think more post-LTD, even though mine, my husband's, and a lot of people my age will probably say that their favorite Jeffrey Osborne song is LTD's first hit, Love Ballad. Now, he says he did that song in one take at three o'clock in the morning because the producers were late and he was mad and he just did the damn thing, which is effing amazing when you think about it. Because here we are 40 years later, still in awe of something that took this man only minutes to do. Now, these days, people have so much production that we rarely hear the strength of any given voice, which is, I suppose, by design, since so few of these newfangled people seem to actually sing. LTD had about a million people in their band, and I'm sure they were all talented, but a voice like Jeffrey's is destined for solo artistry. And this is where I feel my generation actually comes in at with On the Wings of Love. I remember because we sang it for an eighth grade concert. It sounds crazy, but that song was every damn way until I kind of started to hate it, even though it has some of the most beautiful lyrics you can hear. Plus, my chorus teacher told me that I had a voice for chorus, which at the time I thought was a compliment, but soon realized the man was telling me I just couldn't sing. Now, imagine my shock, because pretty much everybody else in my family can, and up until that point, they were all unable to disabuse me of the notion that I could too, so there's that. Now, you ask someone my kids' ages if they know who Jeffrey Osborne is, and they'll likely say, who the hell is that? But if you ask them if they can woo-woo-woo, they'll say, oh, I know that song. Just like somebody my age having the audacity not to recognize Mr. Osborne's contribution to this jam called life, well, they should first be slapped. But all you'd have to say is, I have never, and boom, they know who you're talking about. Even though we were only like eight when the song came out. I feel like more respect should be put on his name than just knowing a couple of his songs on cue and not the artistry and talent behind it. But like these podcasts often point out, that's more than a lot of talented people get. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Jeffrey Osborne is unsung. I'm just saying he's underappreciated. His voice is so crystal clear and has that fire and ice quality that Teddy's has. And going from sizzling hot to deep below zero from one moment to the next. But where Teddy's voice is built for sin, Jeffrey's is more angelic, evidenced by their heart-stopping duets, with Teddy hollering at Stephanie about turning out the lights, while Jeffrey's crooning to Joyce about the last time they suspended their souls in time together. <laughs> different styles, both effective, just different. Mr. Osborne also seems to choose songs that speak in a clear language, direct and beautiful in its simplicity. With a voice that you can ask, with a voice like that, you can ask where you went wrong and why you getting so mad about it. Because at the end of the day, baby, we only human and we going all the way. But if you act up, all I got to do is turn around and I'll be back in love again. So you might as well just stay with me tonight. <laughs> I love me some Jeffrey Osborne. And from what I can see, he's still touring out here and sounding like it's 1982. He's going to be in my area next month and I might just go check him out. If you get the chance, you should too. Peace out, y'all. The first.
Shannon hitting every nail on the proverbial head when it comes to the underappreciation of Jeffrey Osborne. Shannon and I are the same age. Now, I don't like to reveal women's ages, so I'm sorry. if you, Because if you see a picture of Shannon, you'll be like, get the fuck out of here. She's not as old as your old ass, uh, Rob. <laughs> so I apologize for, well, but then again, I shouldn't apologize because Shannon mentioned she was 12 when she started listening to Jeffrey Osborne back in 1980. So what the hell, huh? So I take back that apology. <laughs> but anyway, you see a picture of Shannon and see a picture of me, and you would think that that was my younger sister who was 34, 35 years old and not my old. Matter of fact, no, she looks young enough to be my daughter. <laughs> Uh, and I believe her husband and I are the same age. And I, I I love that couple. I love their relationship. 
And I love their endearing and enduring love. And I like to ask Shannon questions. So, Shannon, I'm going to ask you this question, and you can DM me with the answer. You don't have to live tweet it. You could DM me with the answer. When you're out with your husband, because they used to do the same thing with me and my... Uh, there's a 17-year age difference between me and my current girlfriend. She's 37. I'm 54. My last girlfriend was 47. Is 40. Not was. She's still alive. Is 47. I'm 54. Um, I could see people asking Mia, who's 37, my current lady, if uh, I'm her uncle or, or possibly father. But Vanette at 47... Doesn't look a day past 30. Mia is 37. Doesn't look a day past 25. So people look at me like I'm this creepy old, creepy old man. No, no. The two, the last two women I've dated are age appropriate. All right. Let's stop the BS. But Shannon, the question I ask for you, I digress. Do people think when they see you with your husband that <laughs> you're a younger uh, you're his younger niece or possibly even daughter Because no, all jokes aside He's a great looking dude All jokes aside You do not look your age Black don't crack baby Because if you was sitting next to me In a restaurant They'd be like, what's that dirty old man doing with that young woman? <laughs> the last time I made love to you this was on Joyce Kennedy's debut solo album. Joyce Kennedy in the late 60s formed a rock band. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first black rock band in music history. She formed it with her husband. And together they built a legacy. Mother's Finest was the name of the band. Their oldest son, Dion, is a member of that band. As After she took a hiatus in the early 80s to embark on a solo career, one of the songs she did was The Last Time I Made Love to You with Jeffrey Osborne. After her brief hiatus, she went back, her and her husband went back to putting Mother's Finest together, and their son Dion became a part of that group. Mother's, Mother's Finest should be talked about as a legacy group, as a pioneer group. But for some reason, black rock stars are not looked upon with the same, um, with the, with, with the same energy or with the same love that black soul artists and black rappers are looked upon. Rock and roll music was created by black folk, ladies and gentlemen. So there's no need for us to look down or disparage our black rock acts. Because you consider it white music when originally it was black music. Bo Diddley, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, they were the founding fathers of rock and roll. Not that white piece of shit thieving bastard named Elvis Presley. Fuck Elvis Presley, all right? He should have died younger than what he died. Fuck Elvis. Thieving bastard. 
He made millions off of stealing black people music, off of stealing rock and roll, and then they got the nerve, the white media had the nerve to deem him the king of rock. No, the king of rock was Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and or Bo Diddley, not motherfucking Elvis Presley because he was a white dude, because he was a white boy that sounded black. And then 40-some-odd years later, you have that same pattern repeat itself with Eminem when they try to name him the king of, of hip-hop after his initial massive success. No, fuck Eminem, fuck Elvis Presley, fuck them culture vultures. And I'll leave it at that. I'm off my soapbox. The last time I made love. Man, this is another song. Another song with deep meaning. With deep meaning. I mean, it, it, once again, a song that Jeffrey Osborne is singing with all his might and soul, with all his heart and soul. Because at this point in time, he's a happily married man to the true love of his life in Sherry. The song, Joyce starts the song off perfectly. It's her song because it's on her album. Jeffrey is a guest, making a guest appearance on her album. So 99 times out of 100, the person whose album is featured on is the person who starts the song off. But she starts it off perfectly. Joyce and Jeffrey's voices blend perfectly together because they're both powerful. She talks about the first time I made love, it wasn't love at all. Didn't know what to feel. It didn't seem real. That's like a lot of us who lose their virginity. Um, I lost my virginity at age 13. I'm going to save that story for another podcast. I won't talk about it here. Uh, that's all I can request real quick. The first time I had sex, because it wasn't making love. It didn't seem real. Didn't know what to I mean, it felt great. I felt like it was the greatest drug I ever had in my life. I mean, I'm high on this. I'm addicted to this, but. There was no real emotional feeling. That was pure lust. Joyce continues. I, that's, I didn't know what to feel. It didn't seem real. That's all I can recall. I thought that's all there was. Now I know so much more. Now I know I never really made love before. I'll tell you when I knew. The last time I made love, I made it with you. Imagine. The woman you're with After you guys make love for the first time Telling you that that's the first Even though she's had Sexual experience She's had partners She's been Maybe she's been with 9, 10 dudes before you Maybe she was in one bad relationship after another But imagine that woman that you meet And that y'all make love for the first time Telling you that that's the first time She's truly made love to a man how deep can you get? How deeper can you get? And then it's followed by Jeffrey. The first time we made love, it was all that it could be. Your soul and mine suspended in time, blended perfectly. Now, I credited my brother Jason Johnson of the This Week in Culture and Shop Talk podcast 
with giving me the formula for age-appropriate dating at my age. Mia is 37. I'm 54 when we met back in October. I asked him, man, she's 37. I'm 54. Uh, remind me of that of that uh, formula. And he told me, half your age plus seven. Half my age is 27 plus seven, 34. Anything 34 and above is age appropriate for me. She's 37. So, you know, I, I, I like the fact that that formula works. He also brought up something years ago on his This Week in Culture podcast that he co-hosts with my other Detroit brother, Ant. And Ant and Jason, Jay and Ant are personal friends of my other Detroit brother that sent out the voice note on this podcast, James. I met James through Ant and Jay. Jay mentioned on his on their podcast several years ago that God is real because God made it so that a man's penis fits perfectly into a woman's vagina. It fits like a glove. Why? That's a creation of God. That's that proves that God exists. Because it could have been it, it, it could have been something different. But the private part of a man and the private part of a woman, like the song says, blend perfectly. Blend it perfectly. The magic that we made is something you li that lives on. Refusing to die, though I try to believe. It's God! Oh, he kills that! Once truth is always true. The last time I made love, I made it with you. Two souls, two individuals, a man and a woman, been through one bad relationship after another, meet each other, bond, and after dating for a while, after the man courts the woman, they have that first special night, they make love, and like my brother Jay says, they blend perfectly with their private parts together. And in the act of making love, they're filled with love and they shower each other with immense amount of passion. And so whatever they thought was lovemaking before becomes minute in comparison to how they are making love with each other. Masterful song. Shannon, kudos to your great voice note. And um, we're going to go right into the great song, You Should Be Mine, that you also mentioned in your voice note. We're going to go straight into that song, and then we're going to talk about it on the other side. Be there just wrapped around you. I 
Shannon mentioned earlier on her voice note about how you should be mine is 
the most famous song Jeffrey Osborne ever made. Even people who never heard of Jeffrey Osborne know that song. And they call it the woo-woo song. And it's underappreciated. Even though it's his most famous song, people are just going around, And you woo-woo-woo! And you woo-woo-woo! I mean, that song is deep. Forget the caricature of the woo-woo-woo, which he's most famously known for, for millennials and Generation Zers. But, damn it, this song is phenomenal. I can't, I mean, and he's definitely singing about his wife in this song. When you want all the love you deserve and the heat is on your mind, don't you ever think about it. I'll be there just wrapped around you. I can't hold back. What I feel inside is just a fact that you should be mine. Anything you want. I love the You got to fortify my love. To fortify me. You should be mine. Can you woo woo woo? Can you woo woo woo? Can you woo-woo-woo? You should, should be mine or mine. Any way that you... Oh, this is right here. This is a man speaking to a woman's soul. Any way that your heart has been denied, you can come to me. <laughs> Every time that we're together just confirms the good thing we've got. And something this good can't be defined. One thing's for sure that you should be mine. This reminds me of when Fonette and I first started dating and when me and I start first started dating. That's that new love in the air. When you have that new love interest and everything is rosy and you're wooing her. Can you woo, woo, woo? You are wooing that woman. Because look, since the days of the cavemen, ladies and gentlemen, the man is the hunter. The woman is what we're hunting. Right? You see something that you like. And you're single, hopefully. And you're of age. And she's of age, hopefully. No pedophile bullshit on this podcast. Fuck that. No. If you're age appropriate, she's age appropriate. You're not married. You're not in a committed relationship. She's not married. She's not in a committed relationship. You are the hunter. She is the hunted. And you are going to do your best to woo that woman. And in this song, Jeffrey is wooing this woman. Can you woo, woo, woo? And you woo, woo, woo. Now, people remember the Cosby show. They remember the epic, iconic Cosby show that ran from 19... 84 to 1992 on NBC. That show helped save NBC from bankruptcy. If you don't believe me, Google is your motherfucking friend. Because when the Cosby show first aired in 1984, NBC was drowning in a sea of red when it came to losing money. Bill Cosby and the Cosby show resurrected that network. Well, after... His show ended in 92 He came back a year later With the Cosby Mysteries Which co-starred a very young Before he became a famous MC Most Def 
It was a solid show, but after a couple of seasons, they canceled the program. NBC canceled the program. And Cosby, who around this time I also believe tried to buy NBC and was denied purchasing NBC, took his creative talent to CBS. And on the first season, he brought back Felicia Rashad, and there was a new Cosby show. People forget this. There was a new Cosby show with, uh, what's my man's name? God damn it. What was this dude's name? Oh, fuck. He was in, hang, uh, Doug, Dougie Doug. Dougie Doug was the next door neighbor who had a crush on the Cosby's. I forgot, uh, what Bill, Co I think Bill Cosby was a retired, he wasn't a doctor in this series. He was a retired mailman, I believe. But anyway, there was an episode in which Bill Cosby Wanted to go see Jeffrey Osborne in concert. And Doug, his next door neighbor, played by Dougie Doug, promised to get him tickets. Said, oh, I got the hookup. I got the hookup. And the night of the concert, Cosby's character goes to the show and Doug doesn't have tickets. And Cosby had promised his wife he was taking her to see Jeffrey Osborne. Well, long story short, Jeffrey Osborne, in this episode, one of the few episodes I think he ever did, I think one of the few TV shows he ever did, and he played himself, so it wasn't hard. Jeffrey finds out that Bill, character, Bill Cosby's character, wanted to see him and got him seats front row, and Jeffrey sang the song, Woo Woo, and you see Bill Cosby with that, you know, the the... The, the iconic Bill Cosby smile and he's singing, you woo, woo, woo. Great episode. If you get a chance, check it out. It's not the original Cosby. It's the CBS Cosby show that ran in the late, the late 90s. That was a great episode. So whenever I hear this song, I think of that episode. But I also think about the greatness of, of Jeffrey Osborne and how he was at ma he was a master of singing romantic ballads. He was also a master of writing and singing introspective ballads, which is the last song we're going to talk about. I'm only human. Before we play, I'm only human. I'm gonna talk about it real quick. Sensitive, that's what I am. Make no mistake about it, because little things certainly mean so much to me. Maybe I should tell you that I have my faults. And there are no guarantees. Oh, baby, can't you see? I'm only human. Don't ask for too much too fast. I'm only human. I'll be so careful not to ever hurt you. Emotional, that's what I am. Feelings run deep inside me. I trust my heart and usually it never lets me down. But every now and then, I guess I lose my way, like people often do. Do And that just goes to prove I'm only human. You're about to hear this song, ladies and gentlemen. This is a masterpiece of a song. Written and sung brilliantly by Jeffrey Osborne. He's telling the woman that he is courting. Something that all men should do. Something that I did with my current girlfriend of three months now, Mia. This song speaks to me. 
I tell her that I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm only human. Jeffrey is telling this woman, this potential love interest, this potential mate, that he is only human. He makes mistakes just like everybody else. Don't ask me for too much too fast. We will make... So darling... Oh, they, oh I'm not even going to try to sing it. When he goes, so darling, please, please be patient if we both believe. We will make changes as we go. Oh, I just want you to know. I'm just a man, baby. And I'll be the very best I can, baby. Whenever I fall in love... Whether it's Mia, whether it's Vonette, whether it, it was Antoinette, whether it was Tracy. I try to be the best man that I can be. That's all you can ask of yourself. Maybe the woman is asking more. Maybe she wants you to be Superman and I've been there. But you can only be, you're a human. You're not a Superman. Despite the fact that Mia recently called me her Superman and Vonette used to always call me her hero, the fact of it is I don't wear a cape. I'm only human. And that's what Jeffrey is trying to explain to this potential woman that he's really, 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 really interested in. So we will be playing that song shortly and you can hear the greatness of the song and the deep meaning Behind those words I've had a blast again Talking about An underappreciated legend Of Jeffrey Osborne I hope you people enjoyed the song I hope you enjoyed the voice notes And if you, di if you didn't know about Jeffrey Osborne Like Lala on, her, on my first voice note That I played Stated and admitted I hope this episode Educated Entertained and enlightened you about him And Makes you want to go and do more research and listen to his discography. His entire discography is available on Spotify and Apple Music, YouTube. It's available everywhere. And it's great music. It's great fucking music. It's music about love. And the last four weeks, Teddy Pendergrass, Joe, Maxwell, Donnie Hathaway, and now... Jeffrey Osborne The last five weeks Since my Christmas episode The last five episodes Have been about men And their ways Of singing About love To women For women And about women Now it's time For you guys That haven't heard about Jeffrey Osborne To go ahead and Check him out A legend a legend who music is generational and will always stand the test of time. Next week, I have a special co-host, my Detroit niece, Motor City Oprah, Cheyenne. She will be joining me as we will look at part three of both the Levert Family Chronicles and the Keith Sweat story. As we look at the iconic first and only great album LSG did, LSG. We will be looking at how the group came together. We will be looking at the entire album. We will play the entire album. We will talk about what the songs mean to us personally. Levert, Sweat, and Gill. Keith Sweat, Gerald Levert, and Johnny Gill. 
Until next week when you hear Cheyenne and I talk about the brilliance of Levert Sweat Gill LSG, I want all the listeners out there to continue to be blessed and be a blessing. That's what I am Make no mistake about it Cause little things Certainly Mean so much to me Maybe I should tell you That I have my faults And they're all Just want you to know